I had to unlearn that the things that I wanted from other people, they, it's not their responsibility to give it to me. And I spent the majority of my life seeking out this validation from other people and became disappointed and hurt every time, which then caused me to create armor. I got tired of hustling for my worthiness. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey, you're on air with Ella and today I am joined by the homegirl therapist, Shantae Jackson. You look absolutely fire today. Thank you. And I didn't do anything but put on a sweatshirt. We like, don't need to like brag about it, Shantae. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, when you're listening to a podcast, you, do you ever go and check out Instagram so you know what somebody looks like? Mm -hmm. Because I want to put like their energy, their voice. I need a picture. I need to feel all of that out. Exactly. Are we shallow? Are we, what are we? I don't know, but Normal. I am a hundred percent posting a photo of you in these amazing yellow flame, yellow frame glasses. Love it. Love it. Okay. But that's not why you're here. <laughs> Shantae, could you yeah. tell people who you are and what you do? So I am Shantae Jackson. I am a licensed professional counselor, um, both in Texas and in Georgia. I have my own private practice. So right now I am seeing clients 100% virtually because of the panorama. And um, I just ultimately I'm a therapist. I'm someone's wife. I'm a mom. And I have my own podcast, um, Hill Shit Podcast, where I talk about all things with my good homie and life coach. Coach Tiffany Ellis. That's how I found you. I know you're wondering because we've never met before. Never, ever. And I feel like I've known you forever. Go because ahead. I internet stalked you. And then I send you like voice texts. I'm like, hey, listen. Talking on the street. We're friends now. We all heard the cars going by. I was like, so we're friends. Allow me to introduce myself. Mm -hmm. you, did. you did. Okay. So somebody months ago, was trying to connect me with your podcast partner, Tiffany. And because I went on a little hiatus, I wrote back to them eight months later. <laughs> and I was like, this is a great idea. <laughs> and they were like, I'm dead now. Like they weren't even, they aren't even in business anymore, whoever this person was. Shut so up. yeah, no, she's long gone. So I was like, well, I'll just check out Tiffany myself. And so I went and found your podcast with Tiffany, the heel mm -hmm. shit podcast mm -hmm. and fell in love with both of you. But I'll say, and by the way, I've got to get Tiffany on the show. That's great. You can introduce me or I'll just call her and tell her we're friends now. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. It's totally fine. I'm comfortable. Okay. But what was so interesting to me, Shantae, was you guys, I think this was the season opener for your, for your most recent season. And you were essentially talking about integrating all sides of yourself in the world. And I'm not going to speak for you because I yes. want to talk about that a little bit today, but you spoke to me in a way that I hope this podcast can create for other listeners where you're listening and you just have that sort of aha moment somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. of it. And you were my aha moment. Then we became BFF and I appreciate you so much because even though it's the first time we've met, <laughs> we're friends now. So Shantae, can you tell us a little bit more about your practice and, and what led you here? 
Yeah. So for me, ultimately, when I, you know, went to school, got my degrees and got licensed, the ultimate dream was to have a private practice. But starting out that first year, like we are literally as therapists taught to be a blank slate. No personality. We're here for the client. You really don't matter. And so that first year of practice, I remember sitting like something's not right. I'm not connecting to my clients. It feels weird. It feels weird for me and I'm the professional. I can only imagine how it feels for the client. And so I really start to, one, have imposter syndrome, like maybe I'm not doing it correctly, and really try to figure out what I wanted my life to look like. And it just led me down this path because Homegirl Therapist was created. So I had this platform and I started working with women on being themselves. And here I am trying to figure out who the hell I was. And (laughs) I just ended up in a place where I am so transparent and I understand that even though I'm a professional and I'm educated, I'm human and I'm a woman and I'm a black woman and we struggle. We all go through things and why not discuss that? So other people will know like, I'm not crazy. It's not just a me thing. And that kind of led me with the podcast and what I do with Tiffany and just the hunger therapist in general. Tell people a little bit about what the Heal Shit Podcast is. Yes. So the Heal Shit Podcast is actually a we the first episode you heard was the first episode with me and Tiffany. So Tiffany had a podcast by herself. We started doing things outside of um, like events and stuff. And then it was just like, we should come together and do a podcast together. So the Heal Shit Podcast is really uh, therapeutic conversations. We are talking about certain topics. We're being real. We're being raw, relatable. Um, and we both have different perspectives. She's a life coach, but she's in corporate America. I'm not. I'm a therapist and I'm an entrepreneur. So the different dynamics, I think, could really, it really helps the audience find their place and relate to either one of us and what we're talking about. So it's just therapeutic conversations, talking about healing, getting you to jumpstart your own healing and kind of figure yourself out so that you can live the life that we all deserve. We deserve to be happy and whole and live their life. So that's pretty much what our podcast is about. Well, here's the vibe that you were putting down that I picked up. Mm-hmm. Pick it up, girl. <laughs> ran with. So, and this is about you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna set the table with a little bit of information about me. So, this show has been on hiatus for a little bit of time, and frankly, it's been on hiatus, Shante, for like two years. But I dabbled in trying to come back during quarantine. I dabbled. There was a dabbling, and mm-hmm. it didn't work. And so I was just like, you know, until I can do it right, I'm not going to do it. I'm not gonna half-ass anything, and that's not yeah. fair to my listeners. It's not who I am, so on and so forth. But when I was listening to you speak, it helped me put my finger on something that I've been struggling with for a long time. And that is that this is not my profession. You're lucky in a way. I envy you in a way because you're able to marry your profession. And the podcast is, it's almost like a funnel to what you actually do. And they're very, very complimentary, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that is so cool. Not so much for me. No, not so much. So I'm not a fitness guru and I'm not a health guru. Yeah. Um, I make my living with a job yeah. in corporate America. Yes, a lot of people. <laughs> Big do. business, yeah. And you know what? Podcasting, if I were living off my podcasting income, it would be, well, a bottle of wine a month, which is fine. Is it though? <laughs> is it? 
Uh, needless to say, my career, my profession is very important to me, but I got to a point where I was carving, I was carving out the things that I'm passionate about, which is this mm. community, this one right mm. here, these interests that I speak about, um, talking about the human experience, talking often about the female experience, really wanting to tap into our fullest potential. And that, that I mean, you, hopefully you can hear it emanating off of me. I'm so yes. passionate about that. And then over here, I'm in a suit in a boardroom oh <laughs> playing the game. Yes, yes. And I could not, integrate these two identities and I've made some big changes to allow me to do so. Mm -hmm. So now we are back. But when you, when you, when I heard you speaking about what that looked like in your own life, and I want to hear about that, I was like, yes, like the reason this makes sense now is because I can integrate all of my identities. And what I picked up from you was that the things that you used to be criticized, judged for, whether it was extrinsic, whether that was actually coming at you or whether it was intrinsic and you were doing it to yourself, yeah. you flipped the script and now you've made them a part of your identity. Yes. Yes. What does that mean to you? Tell me about that. So I, I wanted to live in harmony, my life across the board. So at home, out in the world, I wanted to be myself all together and incorporate when you have a job, it's hard to do that because we are, we're supposed to fit into these boxes of what they want from us or what they feel like we should be like, regardless of our personality, regardless of our talents and what we bring to the table. That is a hard pill to swallow because me, I have a personality. Sometimes I forget and it's hard to contain. And you spend so much of your energy trying to not be yourself that you then lose yourself in this process of being what other people want you to be. And I was tired of that. I was like, it's a no for me. So I have to figure out how to marry the two and be comfortable enough in myself in knowing that there are going to be spaces where I will not be appreciated for being myself. That is okay. That means that these spaces are not for me. That in itself is like growth central because the imposter syndrome or the intrinsic conversations that I was having was maybe this isn't for you. You are not good enough because you can't conform and be the things that they want you to be. And you're educated. You should know how to do that. You've been in this world long enough. You should know how to do that. And it's like, I should, but why do I want to? I don't want to do that. And spoiler alert, you don't have to. I don't have to. No, do it became that. your superpower. Your superpower now is that you have a personality that you let your amazing Texan accent shine Girl, through that I love so much. Listen, <laughs> it's just there. I can't help it, y'all. <laughs> Let's talk about the imposter syndrome or imposter complex. Is I'm actually I'm actually now trying on the phrase imposter complex because I almost felt like, you know, I don't want to call it something that sounds like a medical condition. This is just me. You're actually the licensed therapist. So yes. you know what's okay. interesting? It didn't start out as imposter syndrome. It was imposter uh, phenomenon. There was a psychologist who coined this term. He, uh, can't, hold on, I don't know if it's a woman or a man. Either way, they did a study and guess who the study group was? High achieving women. Shock. Right? So they did this. <laughs> 
they did this study on high achieving women and while they had the women were high achieving they still had this this idea that they weren't good enough and that they were a fraud in these spaces and so that's how they came up with that concept i thought it was interesting of the study group because i think that's a lot of people who deal with it high achieving women and just women in general because we high achieving when we wake up every day okay (laughs) and so it's really the idea that the abilities that we have aren't enough and that we are imposters in this space whatever space that it's in and honestly it doesn't even have to be professional in life in our friendships in our relationships you feel like sometimes i'm not supposed to be here and a lot of times we're comparing ourselves to our counterparts to the people who came before us to the person that we're interested in and so you feel like you're not allowed to take up space Oh, I feel that so much. And I'm so glad that you added that caveat because I'll be honest with you. I don't have this in my career. I don't suffer from, I don't belong here-ness in my career. Mm -hmm. For me, it's manifested in other spaces where I want to show up bigger. And it kept me from wanting to pursue this podcast again, because I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to have anything to say. And I'm sorry, but like, I'm a nine on LinkedIn. Okay. I'm a three on Instagram. (laughs) that you was like no I, I, I'm, a, I'm not good at Instagram so don't don't go don't go look I mean, at that. how many people are like you know there's a real dearth of middle-aged women on Instagram we really need representation Ella 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 please uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I have to show my abs or, I mean, or do I have to like learn how to dance and point at words? Like, I, uh, Girl, do not get me started on TikTok and the reels. This don't be knowing how to do these things. I'm just like, oh. I mean, I'm laughing. And also this is so real. <laughs> I feel like an imposter. And okay. So I'm a grown ass woman. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do if I want to feel fraudulent is dabble in Instagram to support something that I happen to be quite good at. What is that? I, you know, I have a love hate relationship with social media and with society in general, because they present the highlights of things and they present all things that are good and people like myself who are we're unsure of ourselves and we are battling our own kind of self-worth and and esteem that when you log on and that's all you see it's like i'm not enough i i'm clearly am not smart enough because i cannot figure out transitions on tiktok and (laughs) i can't memorize you know a script to word some funny joke on instagram so it's just it, it goes back to why I do what I do in helping people heal themselves first, because everything comes back to us and how we view ourselves, because that's ultimately how we end up showing up in the world. And some of the ways that, because I've talked about imposter complex before, but sometimes I think people think if you're suffering from that, so to speak, you're sort of curled up wallflower style. Yeah, no. and, and and yeah, my experience is that that is not the case, that it can show up in the form of the perfectionist, or it can show up in the form of superwoman, the superwoman mm-hmm. complex, if you will, or the I am an island, if I need this done, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Or even, 
I think the imposter complex can show up in you as the person who's supposed to be the natural, like the natural genius. So this is the person who maybe was a successful athlete when they were younger, or they happened to be good at something that they were praised for regularly. Maybe they were really yeah. smart. And that, so then to venture out in the world at something that you might fail at is terrifying and makes you feel disqualified. Mm -hmm. Is it fair to say that the imposter complex shows up in different suits? Absolutely. I think a lot of times we are looking for it to be this one thing and it's not. Procrastination. Why are we procrastinating? I'm trying to prolong having to do something that I am scared as hell of doing. Even in our relationships, I know for me in my marriage early on, it was, I don't think I'm supposed to be a wife. This, this isn't like, I'm not sure I'm doing this correctly. And no one gave me a manual. I mean, I know there are self-help books, but there it's like, is this chapter. <laughs> like what? So it, it really shows up differently for everyone. And so that's the other part of it that sometimes even when you speak of imposter syndrome or when I speak, someone may not connect in that way, but it's, Anytime that you are doubting yourself and you are feeling like you aren't competent enough to do something and you are qualified, you're educated, you have it in you, that is considered imposter syndrome. Okay. So when people come to you and they have this sort of failure to launch at whatever the thing is that they want to go after mm -hmm. and they're too scared or too intimidated to do it, what are some of the, what's some of the advice that you give them or the tools for how to think about it? I usually asks, where does that come from, right? Because we just weren't born and was like, imposter, like that didn't happen. <laughs> and so I always often try to peel back the layers of the imposter syndrome. So it stems from something. A lot of times I know for myself, it comes from my family. I'm first generation everything, high school, college, you're going to be the one to get us out. You are going to be the one to change the trajectory of our family and our legacy. And so that in itself is pressure. That in itself is like, ooh, I gotta do things perfect. I have to do things right. And when I face something that I don't know how to do, I naturally turn inward and, and make myself feel bad, right? And so in therapy, it's really digging deeper. What is the reason that you feel this way? Do we have facts and things in front of you that is showing you otherwise. Sometimes they're like, they don't even recognize the victories or the wins. You're so conditioned to look at the things that you lack that you forget about the things that you are equipped with. And so it's a lot of validating for them. It's a lot of reminding them that, girl, you did this, 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 and this. Are you trying to tell me? that you won't be able to do this, 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 and this. And so it's really instilling in them, one, that they're enough and to and that they have to work on their own kind of self-value. Like, how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about your skill set? How do you feel? Not what someone has told you or told you that you needed to feel like. How do you feel about that thing? And so we start to kind of unravel the way that they think about themselves and really dive deep into the mirror, holding up that mirror. What do you want to see when you look at that mirror? Let's work on that. The other piece of that is it's not going to go away, right? It's going to always kind of be in the background because we're human and we're going to always be faced with some sort of challenge. But the goal is when I'm faced with that, 
I know myself well enough to talk myself off the ledge. Like, girl, you know you got this. It's a little scary. It's okay. You know, but you finna go out here and kick ass. And I have that internal self-talk. I'm going to record just that little snippet and play it back over and over again. I'm going to make it my ringtone, actually. <laughs> yes, you have to talk to yourself. Hype yourself up. Because there's, there are going to be times when no one's going to do it for you. And I think that's a part of a lot of us, especially as women, we are looking for someone to, girl, you are killing it. Girl, you got that. That was amazing. And sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. But if we don't get it, we have to give it to ourselves. What's some of the programming you had to undo in your own brain? Girl, first off, I don't have to be perfect. That was like, perfect? Perfection is this myth? I'm not even sure. Now I'm like, I'm probably going to go down a rabbit hole when we log off to even see where all of that came from. But it's like, that does not exist. And I had to unlearn that, that it's okay to make mistakes. Actually, you're going to. So get comfortable with the fact that Life is going to happen. You're going to be challenged. You're going to make mistakes. Um, I had to unlearn that the things that I wanted from other people, they, it's not their responsibility to give it to me. Like I walked around wanting people to validate me, tell me how amazing I am, how beautiful I am. And I wasn't even doing it to myself. So how can I give someone else that responsibility? And I'm not doing it for me. I'm so wildly nodding my head to agree with you that I like, it's going to hurt when we're done with this podcast because <laughs> I, I don't want to interrupt you. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm just aggressively nodding over here. <laughs> Am I talking too much? Okay. No, we're good. Okay. No, I'm just tracking with you so much. I'm going to do something really creepy. I'm going to read you back to you. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Let's go. Because I dove into your blog. Yes, I did. Uh -huh. um, and this is what you said. You said while engaging in behavior, seeking love and worth, I didn't know at the time that I was hustling for my worth, but I knew I wanted to be seen so bad. I wanted to be valued so bad. I wanted to feel enough so badly. Mm -hmm. I, girl, that I'm going to bring tears to my eyes. That was a place for me where I realized that it wasn't anybody's responsibility. And I spent the majority of my life seeking out this validation from other people and became disappointed um, and hurt every time, which then caused me to create armor around me because I'm like, okay, so it's, it's a you thing. You don't love me. I don't want to do it anymore. And then that prolonged my healing because now I have to work through the armor and work through all of that. And so it was, I got tired of hustling for my worthiness, trying to have my hand in so many different pots and relationships and peoples and friendships that I was exhausted trying to get people to see me, trying to get people to value me. And at the end of the day, it's not their responsibility. And in that statement, that honestly showed up in my marriage because I spent my, we've been married nine years yesterday. And I spent majority of this marriage trying to get this man to validate me in a way that I needed him to. Like he was doing it, but I didn't see it, right? Like, because it was in a different language, if you will. And so at some point I was like, I am so tired of trying to get him to do this. I'm tired, I love him, but he's not validating me how I want to be validated. And then it was just like, 
But girl, is that his responsibility? Like, I know he married you and he's supposed to be provide and take care of you. But is it his responsibility to make you feel better about yourself? Oof. Or do you have to bring that to the table? Or do exactly. And that goes with is it your friend's responsibility? Is it is it your job's responsibility? Is it whatever you are looking at in hopes that it's going to validate you? Is it their responsibility, especially? If you aren't doing anything for yourself, we show people how to treat us, right? Like the way that we treat ourselves, people are going to vibe off of that and they're going to make it seem like, oh, she good. I show up in the world, showed up in the world as if I didn't need anything from anybody. That's exactly it, right? It, because when you're talking about out there hustling to be perceived a certain way, so you could be received a certain way and basically looking for validation from the outside in, mm -hmm. you know, Part of that is just so exhausting. It's tiring. And then when you combine that with the fact that you're a professional, competent, strong woman, you're not about to ask for help. So you've got this myriad of factors where you're you're out there exhausting yourself. Try hard, try hard, try hard, try hard. Love me, love me, love me, validate me, validate me, validate me. And you don't want to ask for help when you hit the wall and you're like, why isn't this working? Because you're a strong woman. And you're supposed to know how to deal with it. Says who? Uh, Again, says what who? chapter is that? Right. Says who? I don't know where y'all got that from, but I pick up I on it. My manual got lost in the mail. It did. <laughs> you know, you know how USPS is, okay? It, it was, and it still is a, a battle, right? It's still, sure. and everything that I'm talking about, I'm not saying in a sense that I got it 100% right and I got it all together today. I still have those moments, but they are less often now that I'm in a place where I'm truly comfortable with who I am. And when it does happen, I'm able again to talk myself off the ledge and to look at the things in front of me and realize it led me to be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Is there any moment in your journey, Shantae, that you can point to that sort of helped you pivot, helped sort of crack your brain open? Like, are, are there, is there any part of your journey that you can say, you know, if you feel stuck, if you're relating to any of this, do this. And one of the things you said is, is look at why, like where this came from. Yeah. Reflection obviously yeah. is critical, but is there anything else that you can point to even in practical terms to help people when they feel this stuckness? Yeah, I would say I always I'm an advocate for journaling and just writing things down, but it's really you sitting down and asking yourself, what do you want? Like you, the person, despite anything that's around you, it's quieting the noise and really sitting down and saying, what do I want? What do I want in my life? How do I want to be perceived? And how do I want to feel while I'm doing these things? That is a starting point because a lot of times we don't give language to what we want. It's just like this feeling. I don't know. I just want to feel happy. Well, I feel happy when I drink a glass of wine. Is that the same type of happiness that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, no, no, <laughs> no, no, right? And so it's, what does that mean? And I think a lot of times we don't question ourselves. We don't ask ourselves the tough questions. And so it's literally, what does, what do you want? What does that look like? What one thing can you do every day to step towards that? So for me, my one thing was I am a sucker for affirmations and I had a mirror full of sticky notes and it was saying stuff like you are a bad bee. You are powerful. 
you are enough. You got this. And I looked at that thing every day and it felt weird in the beginning because it's like, oh, that's cheesy. But at some point you start to believe those things. And when you believe them, you act as though you already are that. And so ultimately for me, it was, I wanted to be a person that people can relate to, that people are comfortable with, that they don't feel attacked when I'm telling them the truth. And I had to act as though I was already that. So anybody I meet, you're going to feel like I'm your homegirl. That's just who I am. I thought that I was special. Shantae. <laughs> you're always special. You're special. Listen, we going to have a, when the world opens up, we got a wine date coming. I'm coming to you. Okay. I'm there. I now try. I'll be in Dallas. You don't even have to ask me twice. I'm already right. there. I'm outside. <laughs> right now. Right now. We're there. One thing that I'm doing, and I feel a little silly slash vulnerable sharing this, but it relates to what you just said. I've always struggled with journaling. And we, when people say that, it immediately triggers all of my commitment issues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I, you want me to commit to writing a book? Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. And I, I have all this weird stuff that comes up when I talk about journaling. So I don't call it that. I write to my intuition. So yeah, if yeah. I'm struggling with something, I, actually, I don't know why I'm using the word struggle. If I'm thinking about something, mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be a struggle. It have to be a struggle. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. How much are you charging me for this hour? <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> okay. So I will write a question on a piece of paper. You can call it journaling. I'm calling it writing a question on a piece of paper. I love and, it. And I listen and just start writing. And I always feel so stupid. I really do. I feel silly when I'm doing it. Like I'm writing to a ghost or have like a secret mm -hmm. pen pal or something. And what has been mind blowing to me is going back and opening my... <laughs> third grade spiral bound notebook, which is what I'm writing. Cause it's not yes. a journal Shantae. It's not, it's a notebook college rule. Thank I you know. so much. Yes, That's exactly. Right. I feel seen. Um, and wow, my intuition is smart. Wow. So in the moment I feel so silly yeah. and I feel so ridiculous and then I'll go back. And that is what I did when I committed publicly to this big relaunch that I'm super stoked about and that we're sitting here having this conversation, which will be one of my first conversations back on the air again, and me putting myself back out there again and really wanting this to succeed and really not wanting to fail and all of the things. Yeah. And I went back and I read some of my conversations with myself and there was so much inner wisdom Yep. there. And I, I might be talking complete nonsense right now. Oh, no, you're not. Tell me the truth. You're not. <laughs> this was a cathartic practice yeah. for me. And I don't mean I do it every night either because right. commi commitment issues. <laughs> yes. And the other thing too, because there are a lot of people who don't journal and I get that and that's fine. I do feel like there are times where it's, it's very beneficial to write things down and it doesn't have to look what a traditional journal looks like as long as you're getting your thoughts out. So for practice, I always tell some of my clients, brain dump before bed, right? So take a piece of paper and everything that comes to your mind, no matter how silly, how big, how small, write that down. It doesn't have to be in this, you know, poetic writing. It could be a bullet point list of this is what I'm thinking. This is what's in my head. Because a lot of times we have so much floating around in there and it's, there's no release because why? We're keeping it together. We don't have time to deal with that. We compartmentalize. We'll get to it later. Later never comes. And now 
now you have all of this stuff floating around up there, you have to get that out. And so journaling is one way to do that. Therapy is the other way. And brain dumping, right? Just writing out those thoughts. And and I, I always challenge people to go back and look at it because it feels stupid in the moment. You feel like, why am I writing? I am not 12. Okay. Dear diary. No, we don't have to do that. But when you go back and read some of that, when you, when you go back and read the things that you wrote, there are connections that are going to be made. You're going to realize like, I wrote this two weeks ago and I haven't thought about it since then. So this isn't anything that I need to concern myself with. I can take it off my plate or okay, I keep writing about this thing. Maybe there's something to that and I need to kind of go and whether talk to a therapy, a therapist, talk it out with my friends, just do something about it. Because a lot of times, again, we don't know what's floating up around in there because we got to keep moving. Life happens. And so we have that thought, we push it to the back and we keep moving. And then what happens is those things manifest physically. So now your body is telling you, sis, you are not okay. You have headaches every day, anxiety, depression, all of those things start to show up, which causes this bigger issue that you then have to kind of start. You got to start working on that. I get a bloated belly when I get stressed. And it's like, it's like my stomach is holding in the thoughts. My and, stomach is holding the stress for me. And I'm like, thanks so much. Yeah, <laughs> there there you are. Yes, your body is going to remind you because it holds on to those things. If journaling does not work for you, have a person, have someone that is non-judgmental, unbiased, who can really just allow you to speak and get that out and share your thoughts. Of course, again, I'm always advocate for therapy because we don't want to put a lot on the people that we are around because they're dealing with their own stuff too. And how but, are they unbiased? Like if true. someone talking to you, you don't have an agenda on their life, but if you're their mom, you've got it's an agenda. agenda. It's a whole agenda. Listen, just find your therapist. <laughs> just <laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect 200 bucks, okay? Find your therapist. Her name is Shantae. <laughs> Licensed in Texas and Georgia. Shantae, I cannot thank you enough for sharing some of your wisdom and truths okay. with us today. It is every pleasure I thought it would be finally getting you to admit that we're best friends. We are. I'm trying to tell you, Ella, now when I message you, you better respond. I'd like to remind you I'm outside. Come let right. me in. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, but we're here. Okay. Shante, where do people find you? I am most active on Instagram. I cannot keep up with all of the social media. So you can find me on Instagram at The Hunger Therapist. You can also find me and Tiffany um, on our podcast at Heal Shit Podcast. Uh, we drop an episode every Monday and we do IG Lives every Thursday, 7.30 Central. I always get so confused with the time. No, I'm just dialing into your next one. You guys, okay. they do, so Tiffany and Shantae do these IG Lives um, on Thursdays, you said, mm -hmm. and they are so good. Like, I don't have time to watch people's Instagram Lives, okay? I don't have time. I'm very busy, I'm very important. Right. I watched your whole, I mean, I think you guys did something for 45 minutes and I watched yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things that I appreciate that we are two totally different people but our dynamic is very it, it just meshes well and so what we typically do is break down whatever that Monday episode was and we bring in there is always stuff happening in pop culture and in the world and it's always connected to whatever we're talking about so we talk about a little bit of both so yeah that's where I'll be at okay and if you're looking for me I'll be in Shantae's living room on the couch with a glass okay Shantae <laughs> thank you for you
Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or open the show notes for this episode and get all the links at onairella.com. There's no whip. It's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.